0: I'm Jonathan Coleman, uh, one of your pastors. We're in a series uh, titled uh, Grace and Truth and the Tension uh, There. Uh, Last week, Pastor John preached a very powerful uh, sermon on God's grace. And so today we're going to step into truth, dive into that. Okay, I just want to put it bluntly. We're watching the death of truth in our culture. And the death of truth has led to the breakdown of the cultural immune system shattering solid morals and values it's taking place. It's being buried and funeralized. Everything has come up for grabs leading to cataclysmic confusion and beliefs in lies. There's psychological confusion. People's mental pathways are way, way off course because they're looking in unhealthy places to define their truths. There's information confusion. We have so much information. Never before in the history of the world have we had so much information at our fingertips. Yet this information does not equate to transformation, especially consuming informational trash. We find that people are just doodling with ideas. The Bible says in 2 Timothy uh, 3.7, they're ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. There's scientific confusion as people deal with probabilities and potentialities of their life only to find out the scientists have changed their mind because they discovered a new thing in a new way. What they thought was the truth was not the truth. There's entertainment confusion, where entertainment industry is just molding and shaping minds in a negative way with babble and poor morality. Confusing people leading confused audiences, and there's a plethora of opinions, and people don't know what to believe and what to listen to in our culture. There's communication confusion on social media, where everybody has a thought and everybody wants to share that thought, thought and you find yourself uh, following and being followed. And Paul predicted it. Look at 2 Corinthians 4 3 through 4. For a time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears... Away from the truth and turn aside to myths. What is truth? You know that question was asked a couple thousand years ago by a man? Check it out. John 18, 36 through 38. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then? Said Pilate. Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? Pilate retorted. You see, Pilate is an agnostic. He questions whether you can know truth. And there are people like that. They question truth. And, and, and if it's ever findable, what is truth? What is truth, they say. And they constantly question that. There's rationalism, which you can uh, logically and intellectually perceive. A belief or theory and opinions and actions should be based on reason and knowledge rather than religious beliefs and faith. There's pragmatism where it says the truth is on how things work. And then there are people who find truth on the way they feel, emotionalism. What gets you moving on the inside is that truth. And we got all these isms, my friends. And all of these are trying to answer Pilate's question, what is truth? But Jesus, did you know what he you see what he said there? He says, "I have come to testify to what truth and Christians know that there is absolute truth in Jesus Christ and his word and Jesus said I am the way I am the truth I am the life and the one thing that should mark the Christian and the church are people who are of the way and the truth and the life because they're following the one as John testified who is full of grace and truth see what is truth by definition Truth is an absolute standard by which reality is measured. First of all, you have to understand that truth exists and that reality can be measured in that truth. Jesus said in John 8, 31-36, He says to the Jews who had believed Him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you know the, will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered Him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves to anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. He is saying to these Jews and religious leaders that he is the concept of truth. That there is truth out there and it's found in Jesus Christ, my my friends. And he came to bear witness to that truth. And he said, truth is knowable. And you'll know the truth. And that truth will lead you on a pathway to freedom through him and his word. Freedom from sin. Freedom from death. So truth can be something learned and discovered. It does exist, and it is knowable. And that truth can transcend your emotions. You see, we have a lot of people walking around these days uh, feeling who they are. (laughs) Their heart is making decisions for them. The Bible says that uh, the heart can deceive, and they can abandon objective standards. Truth is deeper than facts. Jesus said, did not say, he did not say, you shall know a truth. But he said, you shall know the truth. And the Lord Jesus said that that truth is absolute. Where is truth found? Jesus said in John 17, 17, your word is the truth. He said the Bible is the ultimate uh, source of absolute truth. Now, why is the Bible the absolute source of truth? Because we call it God's Word. And God is reality. God is true. And the Word of God is what God says. And what God says is constantly true. The very first lie that was ever told uh, was told by the devil in the Garden of Eden. When he said, what has God said? The greatest liar told the greatest lie about the greatest truth he knew what he was doing because once he got Eve to doubt what God said God's word then he convinced Eve to disobey God and we cannot be tempted to doubt God's word and fall into that temptation you know what Abraham Lincoln once said he said I have to say I have to say the Bible is the best gift God has ever given to people All the good Savior gave to the world was communicated through this book. Before it, we could not know right from wrong. You take away the word of God and the God of the word. You take away the basis of morality, of purity, of direction, of guidance, of transformation of relationships and holiness. Without God in the Bible, right and wrong just becomes a matter of opinion. It's an interesting thing that uh, God's truth about sexuality has not changed according to His Word. Let me illustrate this. Uh, Chip and Kim's going to come up and uh, and help me out here. You know, there was a time here in America when our culture was fa- fairly uh, close uh, to the Word of God, and I'm going to give the, have these little people sim- symbolize that, and the world was pretty close. To the word of God. Here, let's have a stand on the word of God there, Chip. There we go. And the world was pretty close to the word of God. Now, take for example, you remember I love Lucy? Okay, I love Lucy. Lucy's a trip. And Lucy, uh, Lucy and Ricky, you never saw them in bed together. And TV was that way in the 1950s. But then Hollywood took a step. And said, you know what, we're going to show couples in bed together, cuddling. And the Christians would stand on the word of God and say, what's going on here? This is a, a change that we aren't, we aren't keen on. But then the world took another step away from the truth. And said, you know what, we're going to show them kissing and, and cuddling and petting in bed. And Christians took a step and... They said, okay, that's cool. We can, we can watch them in bed together. But then the world took another step away from the truth. And on TV, you started seeing skimpy clothing and people wearing hardly anything. And then the people would step away from the truth and they would, they would say, okay, we're going to go ahead and show people doing heavy petting in bed and that's okay with us. But then the, the world took another step, a really far step. Keep moving, Kimberly Coleman. <laughs> They started showing sex scenes in bed. And Christians were like, are you kidding me? But then the world took another step. And then we took a step closer and said, you know, it's okay to watch uh, some nudity. It's okay to catch Netflix and some of these things you see on Netflix while the world is has gone crazy with sexuality, and there's porn, there's hardcore porn, and there's crazy things out there that you can see. And Christians just keep taking that step forward when God calls us to not be of the world, but to stand on the Word of God, which endures forever, which is eternal truths, which calls for purity. And the good things of God not be drawn to the ways and patterns of this world, but be conformed by the renewing of our minds so that we know what the will of God is. Thank you, guys. Give them an applause. Thank you, guys. Take my little men there. So, You see, the word of God never moved. God's truth is always the same. Yesterday, today... And forevermore, it's a call to holiness, which is the best, the still life that we can have in our relationship with God and standing on his truth. Look at your own life just for a second. How are you compromising? Where have you stopped looking at God's truth and instead just try to step three stages or two stages or maybe just one stage behind the world? We have to remember, like I said, that God's truth is timeless in its existence. It's solid. Psalm 105 says, His truth endures for all generations. And that truth is absolute. It's never obsolete. Someone has said that truth has been tampered with, tinkered with, redecorated, and camouflaged. But truth has not changed, my friends. Truth may be out of fashion in this world today, it may be out of favor, it may be out of friends, but it is never out of date. It is timeless in its existence. It's also total in its effect. Truth is not only uh, unending, it has a universal impact on its effectiveness with people. What God said, like, is, is not only true yesterday, today and forever, it's true for you and for me, for our lives for the purpose of transformation. When Jesus said, "You must be born again to Nicodemus, that Jewish religious leader, it changed his life, his whole reality. When the Apostle Peter stood up on Pentecost, and he said, "There is no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved." People repented and 5,000 people gave their lives to Jesus Christ that day. They heard the truth. And the greatest teacher in the history of all time who said to his 12 Jewish disciples, I am the way, truth, and the life. No person comes to the Father but through me. Truth is total in its effectiveness. And truth changes people. And truth can change you. Before Christ, you wouldn't have recognized me. Early in college, I had two missions: women and beer. And I'm serious, man. I was a frat boy, Tau Kappa Epsilon. Ronald Reagan was a talk act. I was selfish, deeply concerned about superficial things. But when the way, truth, and the life came into my reality, my existence, I found immediate freedom. I saw the truth about myself and it made me want to change. It made me want to walk in a different way and there was goodness and purity came and forgiveness and grace in that truth and it made me want to exist for the benefit of others. It changed my mission statement and that impact was found in Jesus Christ. You see, there's a revealing purpose to truth, my friends. Jesus says, you shall know the truth. That is, it's not, there's not only uh, such thing as an absolute truth. It's just you can absolutely know it, my friends. And the fact is, the God of truth has not only given us the reality of truth. He has graced us with that ability to know it and have it be inserted into us. And Jesus said that this truth will bring us power. In John 16, 13, he said, When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you, give you guidance in all truth. And salvation, my friends, is based on knowing. It's based on hearing the word of God. Jesus said in John 17, This eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And we're saved based on knowing these truths. Look at 1 John 5, 13. John said, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. John wrote this to bear witness to truth so that we can know these eternal truths. And like I said a little earlier there, Romans 12, 2 says, don't conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good and pleasing and perfect will. You'll know what the will of God is for your life. And we live in that. Be people uh, with truth spoken and love in this world. And we become people of grace and forgiveness. I'm thankful for truth. I'm thankful for the church. And we can't fall for the lie that we can't speak the truth in love. We don't need to apologize for truth. We just need to be kind and loving to those whom we disagree with. You know what? Rick Warren said a really powerful quote about this. He said, our culture has accepted two huge lies. The first is that you disagree with someone's lifestyle. You must fear them or hate them. The second is that to love someone means you have to agree with everything they believe or do. Both are nonsense. You don't have to compromise convictions to be compassionate. I believe this is correct. You don't have to compromise truth either to be compassionate as well. But we have to live our lives calibrated with God's truth to keep us living as kingdom people in this world. You know, I heard about a man who walked to work every day, and he would always stop at the clockmaker's store. He would synchronize his watch to a clock that stood in the window of this clockmaker's shop. The clockmaker clockmaker watched this man do this over a period of weeks, and one day he struck up a conversation with this man and asked him what kind of work he did. The man reluctantly admitted that he worked as the timekeeper at the nearby factory and that his malfunctioning watch made it necessary to be constantly calibrated, to be readjusted. And since it was his job to ring the closing bell every day at 4 p.m., he would synchronize his watch with the clock in the clockmaker's window as a guarantee that his clock was synchronized. When he told the clockmaker this, the clockmaker dropped his head and he began to chuckle. He said, what's so funny? He said, I hate to tell you this, my clock doesn't work very well either. And I've been adjusting it every day to the bell that I hear every afternoon (laughs) when the factory at 4 o'clock goes off. That's a perfect picture of our society in which we live. Beloved, we'll never know what time it is. And the clocks of our lives... We'll always be wrong unless we set them on God's eternal timepiece, which is accurate to the millisecond, the Word of God. Truth is not just for the head. It's for the heart. It's for the spirit. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. It was cool to learn that that word absolute comes from two Latin words. Ab, meaning from, and solver, meaning to set free. So the word absolute means literally to be set free from. And the purpose of truth is to set us free, my friends, and not be shackled by the world and its lies. You know, that scripture I quoted a, uh, with the Pharisees and how they responded. Remember what they said? They said, they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants. We have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say we will be made free. Think about how ludicrous their statement was. You look at the book of Judges and it tells us that the Jews had been enslaved by seven different nations. And at one time or another they were in bondage to the Egyptians, the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Canaanites and the Philistines. And the 10 northern tribes had been carried away into the captivity by the Assyrians. And then the two southern tribes lived 70 years in captivity in Babylon. When Jesus said this to the Pharisees, there was a Roman governor in the palace in their hometown, Roman flags uh, flying at the seaport, Roman soldiers on the streets, Roman tax collectors in their offices, and a Roman coin with the image of Caesar stamped on this. But Jesus was talking about a different freedom. There are some of you here today that are in bondage this morning. But you don't want to admit it. You don't want to admit the truth about yourself. We have to look at the truth about ourselves. And the Bible helps us. There are some of us who are in bondage to bitterness or booze. There are some of who are leashed to lust. There are some of us in the jail of jealousy. Some of us are in the prison of pride. And there's only one key. That can unlock the door of your reality and set you free. And it's the key of truth found in Jesus Christ and His Word. You know, and there's four truths that we see in Him. That He can free us from any prison. There's a truth about salvation. A truth is said that we are saved by grace. The love of God, the unmerited, unconditional love of God through faith. Believing in the truth found in Jesus Christ. You can't oh, You can't work for salvation. You can't earn it. It's a free gift of God, and that's a truth. And then there's truth about sin. That all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we need to be saved from sin. And Jesus is our Savior from sin. And then there's a truth about ourselves. You no longer have to be controlled by you or anyone else. The old can die in you. And be replaced by a new you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. You know, I have discovered that the problem with most people is not finding the truth, but facing the truth. You know, it's been said that one day Michelangelo saw a block of marble which the owner said had no value. And Michelangelo said, it's valuable to me. There's an angel imprisoned in that block of marble, and I must set it free, set him free. Inside each of us, every sinner, there is a saint, my friends, that Christ wants to set free. And when you know him, you know the truth, and that truth will set you free. Believe in what he says. Today's Bible Sunday. Our kids are getting this word. Hold on to this word. Cling to this word. Read this word and allow it to transform your life and build your life on the word of God. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 7, 24 through 29. And this is after he had said the whole Beatitudes. He says, if therefore, if anyone hears these words of mine, And puts them into practice. It's like a wise man who put his house on a rock. The rain came down. The streams rose. The winds blew. And beat against that house. Yet it did not fall. Because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine. And does not put it into practice. Is like a foolish man who builds his house on sand. When the rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house it fell with a great clash crash when jesus had finished saying these things the crowds were amazed by his teaching because he taught as one who had authority not as the teacher of law build your life on the rock the solid rock foundation of jesus christ build your life on the words we find in the Bible and put it into practice, my friends. Be lived out in truth through you so that others can see the truth of God through your thoughts, words, and actions, my friends. Will you join me in prayer? God, I pray that we would, we would grab hold of your truth and we would stand on that truth. And the solid rock of Jesus Christ and his word. And we find salvation. That we find freedom in that truth. That God, you have molded us and shaped us to be beautiful creations in Christ Jesus. To live our lives and let our light shine with truth. So that the world would say, you know what? I, I, I see this. I see this person and I want to do better. I want to, I want to live in this truth that they have. And they could grab it up from us. And they would live it out and practice it Themselves and they would would Be captivated by the ministry Of Jesus Christ through us And through his truths. God pour out your spirit Upon us As your Holy Spirit Leads and guides us in all Truth And may we hold May we hold to your truth Always God Not following the patterns of the world But following your eternal absolute truth in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.